Hello and welcome to the Adventure Games Podcast. My name is Shorsha Dunbar and I'm your host. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Adventure Games Podcast. Uh, This is Shorsha Dunbar and I hope everyone is well. Now, for this uh, episode, I had the delightful pleasure to speak to Charlotte Sutherland, the CEO of Cave Monsters and the developer of Lord Winklebottom Investigates, a 1920s murder mystery set on an island. And you also play as a giraffe with a monocle. So what's not to like? Uh, so I spoke to Charlotte all about her game as she spoke about, about her inspirations. She spoke about the uh, development of the game, what we can expect with some of the characters, and uh, how she drew those beautiful drawings and illustrations for the game, um, and much, much more beh- uh, as well. And of course, no spoilers. So don't worry if you haven't played the game. Um, there will be no spoilers. It is out on July 28, 2022. So not long now. And uh, and yeah, so without further ado, here is a trailer for the game, Lord Winklebottom Investigate, followed by my interview with Charlotte. So please enjoy. Ah! Oh my God, he's dead. The monster's dead. This is a case for me, Lord Winklebottom, the great detective. A giraffe detective, that is. Journey to a mysterious island and investigate a grisly murder. We shall have to get him out of there if I'm to do an autopsy. I'm very well determined the cause of death just by gawping him through the glass, you know. Interrogate a cast of unusual suspects. Search for clues and solve fiendish puzzles. Are you sure you know what you're doing? Guilfrey Estate will not be held liable for any damage or injury caused by incorrect operation of that device. My word, this plant really does look frightfully tasty. Uh, So I'm delighted to be joined by... Uh, the CEO of Cave Monsters, uh, Charlotte Sutherland, we will be discussing her upcoming adventure game, Lord Winklebottom Investigates. Uh, so, hello, Charlotte. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Very much. Yeah, thanks very much for having me. And uh, yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, thanks. Uh, thank you for agreeing to to talk to me because uh, we spoke as we were speaking uh, before uh, we spoke pre-covid as i like to say call things now pre-covid and then during covid (laughs) (laughs) but uh no your your game lord winklebottom investigates is about to be released uh on july 28 2022 and a lot of people are really looking forward to this so i'm really looking forward to uh talking about this and hearing more about it um and uh but yeah we'll be chat we'll be chatting more with you and if anybody who's watching live if you have any questions for charlotte p- please feel free to put them in the chat and i'll be happy to ask them so uh so well first of all charlotte i'll just ask you a question a bit of a personal question but related to the game i promise you uh how do you make a cup of tea what is your best way to make a cup of tea <laughs> i i would make it with tea first and then milk 
Okay, that, that's how I do it. But yeah, I did yeah. that in the game because I got a uh, very kind of seminary access version <laughs> of the game. I did that. And the uh, sight of one of the main characters, Dr. Frumpel, he wasn't happy. I think he's, <laughs> fine. he's not happy whatever you do. Oh, really? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I made a tea, you know, how I make it is with... Uh, with tea first, what the tea bag, boil the kettle, and then pour the water in, and then pour the milk in. People <laughs> from outside the UK and Ireland probably think we're weird for having tea with milk, yeah. but that's the way we drink it. But okay, so it wasn't that I did anything wrong in the no, game? No, 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 <laughs> did nothing wrong. At all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I just tried to give it a bit of a, a kind of <laughs> controversy there. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was thinking, ooh, how are British and Irish people? Well, actually, my my partner, she started to make tea with milk first, uh, which and I was like, what? Now, tea still tasted nice. She says that it tastes better for her this way. But um, I don't know. Old habits die hard. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, you haven't melted because I believe the UK is uh, going through a heat wave. Yeah, yeah, it was it was particularly horrible yesterday because it was like 40 um, degrees here. Um, so yesterday, yeah, it was just, it was basically just covering all the windows, um, sort of putting some fans on and trying to look after my dog to make sure she was OK, because, uh, yeah, she definitely wasn't enjoying it. Yeah, no, I can imagine it's uh, it must be quite tough. To, yeah, yeah it's not because uh, nice. we're, we're not used to it. I noticed people probably in other parts of the world, Australia and uh, I saw someone from Texas saying that they were, had air conditioning. We don't. I know, it's not, it's not <laughs> for it here, are they? are just but, inflation, so yeah, it's just... Yeah, like, no, but uh, I'm happy to see that you haven't melted and your yeah. dog is okay. We'll be yeah, talking yeah. a lot about animals, I'm sure, during the... <laughs> yeah, she might bark at some point, but I can always... <laughs> oh, look, there, I'm, I'm sure she, she's the boss, I'm sure, of the house. <laughs> and we yeah. will be talking about animals because in your game, Lord Wicklenbottom investigates, you play as a giraffe. Yeah. Where's the monocles? So, um, but I suppose before uh, before we get, um, probably ask you this in the first interview, but I'll ask you this again. Uh, could you let us know what some of your favorite adventure games are? And uh, uh, yeah, first of all, what are your what are your favorite adventure games or narrative games uh, growing up, if you had any? Yeah, I mean, um, I'd say sort of growing up, um, my favorite adventure games. I, I'd still say it's sort of my favorite overall is um, Grim Fandango. Mm. Uh, because I love the style of it and sort of the theming um, and sort of also the slightly dark aspects of it as well. Um, I do love sort of LucasArts adventures though as well and uh, just the story really that sort of drew me in um, as well as the art style and um, yeah I really really do love that <laughs> and uh, actually sort of yeah, um, me and my husband we had the uh, I actually made like a Grim Fandango cake topper for my <laughs> for the wedding cake oh wow <laughs> so uh, yeah I got some photos of that <laughs> online somewhere and I've still got the, the cake topper because it's I just made it out of clay so we've got that one <laughs> sort of uh, Friday display downstairs <laughs> oh wow and is, is your husband uh, does he like to play adventure games as well yeah yeah sort of like um, we tend to sort of play them um, on like the PC downstairs, so that we can just kind of play um, play them together and stuff. On oh, that. lovely! Yeah, no, that's uh, that, yeah. that's great. And so, how do you play together then? Does uh, do you take turns playing, or how do you? Well, well, usually um, we've just got like a wireless keyboard with like a trackpad on it. So usually, uh, you know, just one of us has the keyboard, and then just kind of both make the decisions that what to do. 
and stuff. Right, yeah. Have you played any Telltale games or any choice-based games oh, together? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, sort of, because I really like the um, Telltale Walking Dead. Yes, yes. So I played all those, and um, um, I know I've not had a massive amount of time for playing games recently, because it's <laughs> finishing up everything, but um, we, we got hold of the quarry, and... Um, yes, I, I bought that myself. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've, yeah. I've finished. We finished it now, but yeah, yeah really, really wow. enjoyed that. So I'd like to play it again at some point. <laughs> um, uh, just try out a few different options. And so that, again, that's a choice-based game where you have to, I think, yeah. choose from what I've seen. And yeah, even... yeah, because I played um, like all of their previous ones, like the Dark Pictures anthology and um, Until Dawn, and just yeah, really enjoyed those. They sometimes feel more like watching a film, really. So right. They, um, but um, yeah, it's, I know it's choice based though, sort of based on sort of you know, like you know who who gets killed and who doesn't. <laughs> and yeah, I do quite like horror and stuff as well. So, um, but they're at a bit of a slower pace than sort of first person stuff. I'm, I, I've never really been into like first person stuff because mm. I, I get a bit more motion sick generally. Um, so um, those kind of games, like I find sort of really really good though to to play. Yeah, no, cool. Well, I hope to play the quarry soon. I might try and play it with my partner, see if she can. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> just like, get her involved. Deciding who's going to do what. <laughs> yeah, no, that. I mean, that's that. That sounds really cool, actually. But uh, no, I got that myself. And um, but um, but yeah, no. Well, your game, Lord Winklebottom Investigates, is uh, from what I understand, at least quite different <laughs> to yeah, yeah, the quarry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <he's laughs> quite <laughs> from the little bit that I that I started playing as well, um, it. Uh, but yeah, before we we uh, start talking with your game, I wanted to ask you: When did you decide you wanted to make adventure games, and when did you create a studio? Um, well, um, I'm trying to remember back to when it was because it was a while ago now. Um, I mean, it's 2018 was when I started to to actually like develop sort of the concept behind like Lord Winklebottom and. Um, I, well, I basically, I, I decided I, I didn't really want to work in AAA anymore because uh, I used to work at like large companies and I was at Zumo Digital as the last company that I was working at. Um, so I was doing things like Little Big Planet 3 um, and um, uh, it was just uh, Sonic and All Stars Race and Transformed and Doctor Who Adventure Games. And to be honest, like working on the Doctor Who Adventure Games, I actually like, I enjoyed that more because it was a smaller team and felt like you had a bit more control and stuff and um i just like the the sort of the the dynamic of it really working on the adventure games and um uh i kind of wanted to do my own games really and sort of just have a bit more sort of free time for myself as well and um so i, I decided to sort of leave and go into teaching so that i could do that part time um but it all kind of tied in around the time when i was um i was i just wanted to get back into digital digital painting and stuff really because I hadn't done sort of painting in years sort of prior to that because I've been working as an animator and I just wanted to try sort of my hand at like digital painting again after getting got a tablet and and uh was just kind of inspired after like going to the zoo and and just buy some of the stuff as well that we were watching at the time because so watching sort of Agatha Christie's and sort of Paul Temples and Sherlock Holmes and stuff like that and tv and um and, and reading them and stuff so I, I just kind of got in the habit of like painting, but trying to make them sort of look a bit like the animals look a bit fancy, like they fit in that sort of world. And and then it was just after doing the first three of those. So I did like from, uh, sorry, um, Winklebottom, uh, Dr. Frumple, and then um, Admiral Gilfrey, the, the axolotl. And I just thought they sort of lend themselves to an adventure game. And I kind of decided 
Um, so it would have been around yeah 2018 at some point, sort of when I when I thought I'd, I'd actually kind of start making it as a game. But I, I sort of left Zumo a little bit before then, sort of just because I wanted to to try sort of new things. No, that, that's fantastic. I mean, I really like it when people, you know, that I've spoken to developers as well who go, okay, yeah, we're just going to make our own adventure game. We're just going to go get back into it. And we want to do our own thing, make the game that we want to make. Yeah. Um, so, and that. To, uh, oh, sorry. I, I was just no, like, go ahead. Go, go ahead. We want to hear from you. So. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wanted to make something that I wanted to play myself. Like, mm. so, um, yeah, I was just hoping that other people would like it too. <laughs> so, it's uh, just kind of taking bits of stuff that I liked and kind of putting it all together and making the game that I'd like to. I'd like to play. <laughs> I, I'm confident from what uh, I've played, I'm confident that uh, it, uh, it will be good and people will like it. But um, I guess for, for anyone who, who doesn't know much about it, or, or a refresher, maybe, could you let us know what... Um, I will tell us a little bit about the setting of uh, Lord Wicklebottom <laughs> Investigate. Don't, don't worry, that's... <laughs> no, I, I, no, don't worry. I, I think, uh, I, well, as I said, there, this game features animals. Yeah. So, <laughs> kind of appropriate that we hear an animal. <laughs> so, uh, so, so um, sorry, what was the question again? I got distracted. Uh, no worries, or or, or maybe your uh, your dog could answer. I, th I think she she did answer. Uh, what what can you tell us about the setting of Lord Winklebottom Investigates? So, um, 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 well, it's, it's, it's set in uh, like an alternate 1920s um, where like the world is populated by animals entirely. Um, and I've tried to go for um, uh, very much a kind of classic sort of kind of British, a bit over the top sort of stereotype uh, kind of theme to it as well. So uh, so if you are used to stuff like um, um, some Sherlock Holmes and Agatha Christie's and um, also sort of Paul Temple um, sort of serials and stuff like that. Uh, I've tried to kind of get some of that, those sort of sensibilities into it and stuff and, and some of those sort of tropes and stuff that happen. Um, so I've tried to kind of gel those two worlds together really sort of anthropomorphic and animals and then also um, sort of the, um, the kind of murder mystery sort of classical British style um, mystery stuff. <laughs> yeah, well, so, so far I think that that is coming through in the game. It is a murder mystery, but uh, you do play as a giraffe. And then, I, I mean, it, it, it does feel like a proper Agatha Christie murder <laughs> mystery with Sherlock Holmes, uh, but with, with animals. Uh, and I love how so the animals, they still have some of the, um, uh, you know, the traits of being animals. For example, the giraffe Lord Winklebottom, very early on, he eats a, a leaf. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I tried to kind of like keep some of the, the sort of <laughs> the animal sort of traits in there and stuff and just kind of make them quite prim and proper, like, like an old fashioned style character, but also sort of like they've still got their nature. So yeah, it's going to bring out the animals of nature in, in certain areas and stuff. <laughs> well, absolutely. I think it's, uh, we, we can see that. Uh, now, I think I, I can maybe guess the answer, but what, why did you choose to have, because why did you choose to have a giraffe as the main character? Because uh, we've had plenty of uh, animal adve adventure games, animal detective adventure games, with more coming out. 
Uh, but I, I think your your game is the only one where you play as a giraffe. Uh, <laughs> now I might be wrong, but uh, um, so what? Why did you choose the giraffe as the main character? What what did you what appealed to you about a giraffe? Well, well, when I did the initial sort of painting, um, I made him look quite snooty and and stuff, and I kind of like the idea of him like looking down on people because. I think they look quite graceful as well, but also like they are quite snooty when they're staring down at you. And um, I just, it's, it's kind of a bit hard to describe in a way, but I, I just felt like he was sort of the main, the main character really, because he's quite sort of absurd looking. <laughs> I think giraffes are generally sort of quite absurd looking. <laughs> they don't look real. <laughs> and I think I, I thought like just the, the sort of combination of a giraffe wearing a suit and tie and sort of top hat <laughs> looks the most absurd out of all the characters in a way. So I thought he would lend himself well to being sort of the main, the main character for that. Yeah, I was quite impressed that the giraffe and a hippo fit on a boat and then they fit in a house. And, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, the, but you know, when I was playing the game, I never questioned it. I never thought, oh, you know, you know, giraffe can't fit in the house. No, I was like really into the story. I was like, oh, I want to know what happened. <laughs> um, can, can, can you tell us uh, a little bit about some of the other characters or what kind of other animals we meet in the game? Uh, again, without spoiling anything, but uh, what, what other animals can we expect? Um, well, um, I uh, don't know to begin really, because I know that like most people that have seen the trailer would know about the screaming goat. <laughs> <laughs> She's uh, the maid um, who's played by Sally Beaumont. And uh, he does the voice for that and does a really, really great job. Um, so there's um, sort of your, your kind of classic kind of um, slightly cockney kind of <laughs> maid <laughs> that you get from those style era films. Um, and um, uh, there's not many staff kind of related, um, sort of like the living in, in the area and stuff, but I have um, a, a sloth um, as the butler um, he's uh, one of the one of the main characters. Um, um, not too sure how many to give away, really. Um, yeah, maybe we can, if you uh, wanted to keep secret, a few. But <laughs> um, yeah, sort of um, um, the axolotl, sort of the the, the murder victim. Uh, he was actually married to a duck, and <laughs> which I know is kind of slightly sort of different. And um, so there's a duck daughter that's there. I tried to go for that sort of slightly Muppet style thing where like Mrs. Piggy, you know, Miss Piggy Miss and Kermit Pi and stuff and then like how the babies work and stuff. So I've tried to just kind of like, I just made made the daughter a duck. Um, so uh, um, she's uh, she's engaged to a, a cat. <laughs> it's just kind of like a bit of a weird mix of different characters <laughs> really. Um, there's also like a an old dame style character, like an old dame who was on the stage and and that's um that, that that character that's a pelican that's played by sally beaumont as well so i've got a few different um i'm just trying to think sort of uh i don't know how, how far to go into it really with regards to characters i'm trying to be quite i think that's yeah no we've spoken about a few from who i who i've met as well <laughs> and uh and and again i i when i was playing it i never questioned it i said yeah of course an axolotl will be married to to a duck 
yeah of course why not because in this world it seems like yeah sure this can happen uh, <laughs> I try to make it sort of quite diverse with the characters yeah and i think they are that they're you know i don't know if you would call it interracial marriages or interspecies interspecies yeah there's, uh, there's no speciesism here which yeah. is <laughs> um but yeah what one of the things that i liked about uh i think i've played it for 20 minutes half an hour uh that i really like as well because i guess i was expecting you know like uh, a real comedy and it is it's it is very funny but it's also kind of serious like the story itself is serious like there's a real well we don't know if it's murder yet mm -hmm. uh but you know the, the characters kind of like take themselves seriously um so again how did you go about with the balance of humor with comedy and guess seriousness in the in the story was that a challenge uh, at yeah, all i didn't uh, yeah i kind of i sort of didn't want to kind of rely on too many puns and, and stuff i kind of i didn't want it to kind of feel like it was mm. sort of like it's a bit wacky, I know, but I didn't. I didn't want it. I, I kind of wanted some of the humour to be a bit more subtle or a, a bit more deadpan at times, because um, uh, I, I quite like sort of black comedies and stuff like that, and just general sort of deadpan humour and, and stuff. So I'm trying to make it sort of a bit more of a subdued sort of humour. So it's not. I know it's not kind of like joke after joke after joke throughout. Um, so some of it is coming more from like the situations that they're kind of in rather than right sort of jokes that you know they're potentially telling. I know Frumple sort of does a few jokes throughout which then like you know aren't necessarily that funny but it's like they kind of like the attention is drawn to the fact that they're not <laughs> that funny. And he has to explain. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah so, so, so I, I tried to just think of it in terms of the story and kind of what would what would suit best really rather than making it sort of like pun based or, or anything like that so trying to kind of keep it a bit more sort of situation based um a bit deadpan at times so. yeah I'd, uh, for, for me dr frumple is probably the character i can most relate with <laughs> as uh anybody who listened to the podcast knows that you know telling jokes that aren't funny then having to explain them yeah that's <laughs> kind of my forte that's my strength that's my superpower so and i think i'm uh, not sure if we're supposed to laugh at the terrible jokes that dr frumple tells but i i do laugh <laughs> i do find it then when you try to explain it it makes it even funnier <laughs> um but yeah and i I was mentioning as well, I love the interaction between the two characters, uh, Lord Winklebottom and Dr. Frumple, that um, they kind of seem very chill, that nothing will really, they never seem like they will react very strongly to anything, but yet they're not monotonous, but they're kind of like, yeah, let's take everything uh, in our stride as well. Was was that uh, intentional? Yeah, I kind of wanted them to be kind of that sort of more of that stiff upper lip kind of style <laughs> just like trying to kind of be very polite and, and proper sort of the whole whole way through uh, so so they don't like the only one that really sort of occasionally gets a bit wild is Frumple so because he's generally a bit more sort of you know miserable at times and stuff whereas um sort of Winklebottom tries to rein him in so I was, I was just trying to get across that sort of that general sort of British sort of sense of like be, being polite no matter what the situation is and stuff and trying to kind of keep stuff calm in that way. So. Well, it, it certainly, uh, it, I mean, it, it certainly seems to be like that from what from what I've played, but uh, I, I well, I will let you know the more I play, play it. <laughs> uh, but we mentioned with the voice acting, we mentioned Sally Beaumont, who uh, does a, a very nice screen. 
<laughs> but also to the scream in like a, it was a Cockney accent that is a particular type of accented scream, which is very yeah. impressive. Um, how, did, did you know Sally uh, before you started making this game or how did you, because, you know, she's quite in demand, you know, she's the main voice actor in uh, Old Skies and a number of other things. Uh, so how, how did you get her involved in, uh, in this game? Um, I actually met her at Adventure X in uh, 2018. Um, so that was when I had um, the original demo, which was more like a kind of proof of concept, really. Um, so that that was the original demo that I had that didn't really showcase anything like, like any puzzles that would be in the game sort of now. It was more just as a, a bit of a, a kind of taster of how it would be because um, I've changed um, sort of like the sea dog character and, and stuff. So I've changed Salty Waters a bit and, and stuff. So, um, but I actually met her there and it didn't have the screaming goat stuff. Um, oh, no, oh no, sorry, it did. No, but I think I'd just taken some, I, I'd sort of um, just tried to kind of mash up together to, to kind of put some some stuff in there, but I wanted it done professionally. And she, she <laughs> seemed very interested in kind of going for like the goat style character of the screaming and stuff. And um, I, I know she had like a big sort of body of work behind her. And I, I met a few other voice actors there as well um, and kept in touch with everybody. And um, um, so I actually got a lot of like contacts from, from people at voice actors at different events. So yeah, her, her at um, Venture X and um, also um, met people at sort of other events after like EGX and, and stuff. So I've got um, I've got Sally Beaumont, um, um, there's uh, Natalie Winter and um, Jay Britton and uh, Dave Jones sort of doing voices who have all done quite a few different voices um, sort of throughout like, for a lot of adventure games and they're quite varied and they're, they're playing a few characters each and they're I don't feel like you can tell it's the same characters. They're, they're really good at doing sort of characters and, and sort of like just alternating voices and, and stuff and really bringing life to them. So, yeah, it was really good sort of like meeting people and kind of seeing what they what they brought to life with the characters and stuff. It was really, really exciting doing the voice acting with them. Yeah, I, I, I can imagine, you know, seeing characters who you've written for mm -hmm. and then having them voiced by these really good voice actors <laughs> uh, must be a thrill, thrill to watch. And how, how did you go about uh, directing them or, you know, giving them the lines? So was there much directing with them or or how did you go? How did you go about it? Um, I, I did it all over Zoom because um, I know sort of everybody has like a, a sort of remote um, studio. Um, mm. And obviously it was all happening sort of over the past, past year and stuff. So, um, uh, yeah, um, so it's, it was one of the things where I'm, I'm sort of new to directing. So um, I, I don't know if I felt sort of much like a director. I was kind of trying to get across like the, the, the sort of the, the whole kind of personality of the characters. Um, um, but I mean, a lot of the times I found myself laughing because <laughs> I was finding it quite funny sort of hearing them. So <laughs> done in different. I know, I know, kind of like it was written sort of by me, but I just, I think it's a, the, the actual character that they bring to it. They just kind of add a bit of life to it. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, it was, it was sort of like I said, it was a bit hard to kind of like say about actually directing them. It just felt quite natural, sort of <laughs> talking them through the characters, and obviously some of it's quite absurd and stuff, and and a bit surreal. So just trying to explain some of the stuff um, that was going on. So, but. Yeah, it's quite difficult saying like your characters are, you know, a pelican who's 
he's an old lovey type who <laughs> sort of <laughs> on the stage uh, and stuff. So it's yeah, it, it was it was quite, it was very new to me, sort of doing voice <laughs> direction and stuff. So, um, but yeah, really really enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it seems from what I've played again, it seems the voice acting has been excellent, and I'm sure it will be throughout the whole game as I've spoken to everyone. And um, then speaking of voice actors, the uh, the main character, Dr. Winklebottom, I believe he's he's close to you. He's, he's yeah, someone yeah. you know well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord Winklebottom um, and uh, Dr. Frog. And Dr. Frog, you uh, just, I just found out now, it's the same person, right? Yeah, yeah they're, they're, uh, they're both played by James. Um, he's my husband. <laughs> oh, was, was that the intention all along, or was he just uh, supposed to be in the demo? He was originally going to be sort of the demo, um, because obviously with the demo, I was keeping it sort of um, as, like, low budget as possible because <laughs> it was like self-funded the, the original demo uh and um i took that sort of original demo to events and i had like so much like good feedback on <laughs> on the actual <laughs> voice acting but it kind of then just stayed that way <laughs> so because in in the yeah in the original demo um just for sort of pricing wise and stuff like that and and also sort of um i didn't want to kind of hire voice actors before getting all the script like finalized because mm. I didn't I, I didn't want to sort of have to kind of do recordings again and again and like changing the scripts and stuff so I, I was trying to keep the demo sort of like to a certain budget and uh, uh so he ended up doing a few in the in the original demo um for pretty much sort of all the, all the sort of male characters in that but yeah so I just kind of kept him <laughs> throughout as Winklebottom and Frumple um uh because it yeah, a lot of people seem to really like the voices. and Yeah, he's he's excellent. And I genuinely didn't know he also played Dr. Frumpel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but um, but no, he was really... Is he, is he a professional voice actor? Has he done it before? Is this his no. first time? No. First time, no. He's, he's actually a game programmer who works at um, Zumo Digital. So, yeah, he's, uh, he's his first time doing uh, doing voice acting. Well, he got the main part. I mean, uh, and I, I, I think it's there on merit. I don't think we could say it's nepotism because I think it's, he is really, really good. Um, just the delivery of the lines and the, and the, the, but the comedic lines and then the more serious lines. I mean, mainly the comedic lines. I find myself laughing. Uh, already quite a few times so uh and again what what was it like uh well quote unquote directing him so was it easier than direct or over zoom um uh, you know were, were you able to tell him no james want to do it like this or did he bring anything as yeah he sort of brought some of his own suggestions sort of with it too um i suppose i felt a bit more relaxed in a way sort of t telling him my like, ways to do it as well because of obviously sort of knowing him well so, yeah. <laughs> so, so it's a bit more relaxed you know um um it i mean it's quite entertaining sort of listening to him recording the lines <laughs> and stuff because uh it's obviously trying a few different ways um but um yeah he did bring sort of like some of his own sort of ideas the uh, like delivery and stuff of the lines as well so <laughs> it's, it's uh, it was it was sort of really fun recording it, it just Took, took quite a long time though kind of going through all the lines because uh obviously sort of they, they do have the i think overall sort of in the entire game there's like when, when it came to cutting up sort of audio and stuff it's it was over two hours worth of audio i think wow. together sort of so yeah there's been there's been quite a lot of time spent on sort of audio recording and then and stuff like that so yeah it's been it's been sort of um 
taking up quite a bit of time too. I'm sure I'm sure it's well worth it and could, could you be more direct with him since he's your husband you know could you say yeah, any time uh, like, this yeah. is rubbish I'm sure it wasn't rubbish but you know yeah. like could, uh, would, you, would you recommend uh, people you know working with your partner yeah, on a I, video game like this? I suppose it depends on how close you are. That is true that is true it depends on the relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah if yeah so I mean I um, I mean, I don't remember thinking that any of them were like really rubbish or anything. Yeah, like that. I'm sure it was, and that was just an example. You'd be more direct yeah. because, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I would, I would sort of um, like try and sort of make him try a few different goes with a few lines mm. to, to kind of, you know, so I, I it's, yeah, it's hard to remember some of it because I, I didn't record it all or anything like that. So it's, um, it's a bit hard to kind of remember because I, I actually tried to, I did record some of the like, um, the other voice actors so that I could kind of create clips from them later on but with James he didn't want to be recorded because <laughs> he just wanted to <laughs> just, well, just kind of do it that way so um yeah it's, I mean it, like if you you know if you've got sort of a partner that sort of you know likes to like sort of like to kind of give voice acting a go like I definitely recommend sort of trying you just just need to make sure you've got like decent equipment and, and stuff so that that's sort of where like the kickstarter helps Sort of because originally, like for the original demo, it was sort of like um, a, I can't remember how much the microphone was. It was something like you know, I don't know if it was even fifty pound or something like the, the microphone. It was like it, it, I think it might have been twenty or, or something. Like it was it was a, like a cheap microphone that I had. Um, so the Kickstarter allowed me to get like better equipment and and kind of try and do a bit more sort of soundproofing and make it all <laughs> a bit more sort of professional sounding as well, like in that in that sense. So. Well, I, for one, am delighted that he did uh, the voice acting for Lord Winklebottom and uh, Dr. Frumple, which, again, I'm still astonished that he did it because I <laughs> generally didn't know. Um, but uh, and also, I think it uh, was Tom Hardwick as well. When he did the demo, he got his wife to record a voice for Lucy. And then it turns out she was amazing and everyone loved her. So I think she's going to do the voice in the main <laughs> and, and I think he said that, uh, okay, he knew that she wasn't bad, but I think they were quite surprised at how, how much everyone loved the voice acting. So, uh, but in this case, I am delighted that James is uh, still the main voice actor. Yeah. And uh, I, th I also wanted, wanted to ask you as well, um, that I, I've, when I spoke with other developers like uh, Goloso Games and you know, there's other people making animal detective adventure games, uh, I've been trying to get them to try and have an animal Avengers kind of thing where they all come together. Yeah. Uh, and again, don't, don't want to maybe spoil, but Lord Wicklebot has appeared in at least one other video game. Um, yeah. Is there... And again, I don't. Is there any chance that maybe in the future, uh, or that there might, is there any chance at all that you might get some of these characters together in any game, or maybe even Lord Winklebottom? Again, yeah. if there's a spoiler, don't don't give it away because I haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, you you might you might be able to find a reference to sort of um, Inspector Waffles somewhere. Oh. In, yeah, in the game. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you'd have found that yet, but. Uh, there's um um yeah there there is sort of like a reference because I know um sort of um yeah sort of in Inspector Waffles they um they have uh, the tail if you remember tail which is like the talented animal inspectors league yes yes uh, sort of that also has like chicken police in it <laughs> as well and uh, so I know there's been like a few little like cameos and stuff there so I tried to kind of add in a bit of a 
a bit of a cameo. Um, yes, well, Lord Winklebottom is part of Tales, so hopefully yeah, the future. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you might notice something somewhere with um, that, that sort of mentions about Inspector Waffles, but potentially. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll keep, we'll keep an eye out. Yeah. And, and uh, so, so then, um, with regards to the gameplay, um, what? Uh, well, sorry, K Kieran in the chat says, "Animal Adventures: The Mystery Solving Menagerie." Yes, so that's two of us who want this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah but, I definitely, I definitely be up for sort of doing like a a game at some point with like the other ones all teaming up and stuff. I think it's just a case of it would be kind of making sure that everybody's all okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how quite how you get together and uh, uh, you know work together, but yeah, listen, I would be up for it. <laughs> at least um but uh but yeah then with regard to the gameplay um of of the game what how would you describe the, the game itself is it uh well point and click or direct control first person third person uh how would you describe it for i've tried to make it sort of more like classic point and click um um not sort of scum based though but the mm. dragging sort of so you have an inventory at the bottom that if you hover down the bottom of the screen, it will pop up and then you can just drag and drop and combine items in that way. Um, I've, I've tried to sort of streamline it a bit with regards to um, sort of movement. So there's not really um, like walking back and forth throughout the scenes. So um, I've tried to streamline it to say, sort of also saves a bit of time for the player rather than like if you've forgotten something over one side of the screen, you don't need to have like a big walk animation to go back and forth and get something if you've forgotten it. So I've tried to sort of streamline it in that way. Um, um, so in a, in a way, I suppose a little bit more like the Dark Side Detective in, in the way that there's like more static sort of framing for, with regards to that. But I've also tried to get a bit of movement in. So there's a bit, there's a bit of movement with regards to like the camera, um, mm. but less so with like character sort of walking animations and stuff like that. Um, but um, I'd say like, yeah, it's general sort of like drag and drop sort of interface and, and um, also dragging and combining items in the inventory. Okay, and how would you describe the, the puzzles and the difficulty of puzzles? Uh, is would you say that they're because I, I know it's impossible to uh, to appeal to everyone. That uh, no matter what developers do, they they might be either too easy or too difficult. Or um, but um, I, you know, for, I I found the puzzles myself when I was playing. They're still challenging but logical. <laughs> then I was like, oh, I have to think about this now. Um, but how how would how would you describe the the, well, the difficulty of the puzzles and what kind of puzzles we can expect uh, in Lord Winklebottom? I, I've tried to keep them um, sort of in theming with the story, so rather than take you out of the world too much, so rather than having like a, a random puzzle that pops up or mm. something that you've got to... Um, and I didn't want to do too many sort of um, puzzles where everything for that puzzle is all in the one room. I, I kind of wanted to spread stuff out across the house and the island and different elements that you'll need to, to potentially like solve puzzles. So um, with regards to the difficulty, it's one of the things where I do find it a bit hard to tell in a way, mm. uh, sort of like, because um, I mean, like feedback sort of I've had before, like some, some sort of people find some stuff kind of um, sort of that kind of like intermediate kind of <laughs> level. Mm. And then other people have found that quite difficult. Um, and I'm sort of, I'm, I'm hoping that sort of generally people that are used to adventure games will sort of find it sort of that that kind of not not incredibly difficult but also not not easy as well so I'm, I'm sort of trying to kind of get that that middle ground it's 
it's one of the things where it's hard to kind of gauge that though so from play testing i've sort of tried to to do a few tweaks in a few places and and ideally sort of do you know if anything needed a little bit of extra signposting i try to add that in but i didn't want to be explicit with hints or anything so yeah i don't know if that sort of really answered the question yeah no it, i, I think yeah, it does so. i didn't want to be too too difficult or too easy that we just breeze through it yeah uh, yeah I, I wanted to make I, some stuff that you need to sort of think about and and also some puzzles that you you might encounter sections that will be relevant later on and then you can then go back to so i didn't want to make it so that everything was just sort of like there's one puzzle let's do that and then move on to the next one i kind of wanted it so some of the puzzles are a bit intermixed so you might need to sort of you know open a different area up and get access to that so that you can then get something from that area to then use somewhere else combined with something else so it's, it's like a few different right the combination sort of and, and different orders you can kind of sometimes walk to places in and potentially find different items that can be used later on so it's yeah rather than just kind of keeping everything for one puzzle stuck in the, the same area um so uh yeah there's a bit a bit more sort of um um i suppose like timing like thinking about sort of the, the Kind of where you can go at certain times and then kind of holding off on some puzzles till later but you you, you can sort of potentially sort of go back there or, or kind of keep the, the items in your inventory until you need them yeah yeah no that and i believe is uh dr frumpel uh kind of an in-game hint system that if you click on him uh, I've, I've tried to make him sort of as a bit of a hint system but not too explicit so mm. um so yeah, you can basically click, click on the little cup of tea that's at the top of the screen to bring up Frample and, and he'll pop up and just give you a bit of a sort of vague idea of what you should be looking at next or what you, what you think you should do rather than um, sort of, you know, yes, do this and do that and do that. And, you know, that's that puzzle solved. I kind of wanted more of a, a hint so that it's not not ideally sort of taking too much away from the game. Mm. Also, I, I didn't want something where um, players will then feel the need to just keep doing that to, to kind of get through. So I wanted players to still sort of think about what they need to do rather than relying on the hint system. Cause um, I know sometimes people do that where like they've, they've got the hint system and then, <laughs> and then like they just go, Oh yeah, I'll just keep going back to that. <laughs> yeah, I, let's just I keep clicking it. <laughs> yeah. So I just I just kind of wanted to try and avoid that too uh, you know um too much. So I've tried to keep it a bit sort of subtler and, and sort of you know more vague hints. So ideally kind of point you in the right direction or if you're getting stuck on one bit, sort of you know, you can ask him and he might tell you that that's is something else you should potentially be looking at at the time rather than getting fixated think, oh, I need to do this, you know, like um, when actually sort of, you know, there's something else that you, you could focus on at the time. Yeah, there was one, believe it will be puzzled later on. I think you have to open um, a box or something, but that Lord Winklebottom said, oh, I don't believe I have um, all the information yet. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, because I, knowing me, I was being stuck and I would have been, stay, you know, staying on that thinking, <laughs> oh, I can open this, but I'm like, okay, no, now I know how to keep going to keep, uh, investigating the rest of the house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to sort of, I'm trying to kind of add in bits like that. As, mm, which is helpful, I think. Sort of so that people don't get fixated on one bit. Right. <laughs> I need to do this before I can you know, do anything else. But um, sort of, like, and I'm hoping that all works out. <laughs> but if anyone does get like properly stuck at any point, um, I've not had anyone get majorly stuck anywhere, sort of from playtesting though. Um, but um I, I i've got like a, a hint sort of like a, a section that's like a help section on the discord server 
as well for the oh, game. Nice. So people can always get in touch and then kind of, you know, ask stuff and it can be kind of spoiler free and, and stuff, you know, like so we can always tag stuff as spoilers if people do need any like, you know, more more detailed. <laughs> so I, I can see myself going on that Discord server. <laughs> <laughs> but so far I'm okay. So far I'm able to get through it. Um and and speaking uh, about uh, the graphics and the way the game looks, it has a really nice distinctive style and you mentioned as well that you did you went back to i think digital painting or digital drawing uh is that how you did the graphics for this game or how would you uh how do you describe the graphics how did you uh how did you come up with these uh with these with these drawings and with these graphics for the game um, well I, I kind of wanted to go for like the original draw, drawings i did I, I wanted to go for like an oil paint style like a classical portrait um, sort of finding like museums and stuff and everything. So I wanted to go for that oil paint style and, um, um, but rather than do it sort of, you know, actually with oil paints, because I had painted with oil paints in the past, like years ago, um, sort of like physically, but but I, I actually got a, um, uh, a, a, like a Microsoft Surface um, and I just kind of sort of treated myself to it really and, and wanted to have a go with like drawing sort of, you know, like directly on the screen, because I feel like I don't have that much hand-eye coordination for using sort of a graphics tablet at the side. So um, I, I kind of got that so that I could just paint sort of directly on the screen. And um, um, I, I tried to, sort of, I, I was just looking at different softwares and came across like Clip Studio Paint. And um, there's an oil brush sort of brush in there. And it really gives you like a very realistic sort of like oil brush style and you can actually like mix the paint sort of similar to like doing it in real life um when you're sort of mixing blending paints rather than relying on like, any blend tools and stuff so um i've kind of wanted to try and keep it as realistic to painting as possible sort of just so that i could get in, into the swing of things really because it was like kind of you know the first time of doing sort of more digital painting like that and um um i i just kind of wanted to see if i could do that sort of old portrait style but keep the keep the oil paint sort of brushes and like the texture there um, and um i know that i know like um I, I haven't really i don't think i've seen many other games that have used it before as well so i like i said it didn't start off originally as being a game it was just going to be sort of paintings that i was doing and then i just thought like the style i just really liked sort of the texture of it and sort of the, the overall sort of look i thought it looked quite old-fashioned and a bit more storybook like and um, um, so I thought like, you know, what way could I kind of then transfer that into like for animation? Cause I knew I wouldn't be able to do that as, as like a, um, like a frame by frame sort of animation where I'd have to do that every single thing. And obviously, cause it takes quite a long time to paint, paint the portraits and the characters. Um, so it was taking a few hours each cause of, of just kind of getting all the, the, the stuff in there rather than doing it as you would like frame by frame. So. I, um, I basically sort of did the, the portraits um, and sort of sliced them up into sections sort of with layers and stuff in, in Clip Studio and then was able to um, rig that using spine animation software, which is more like sort of sort of rigging for um, 3D animation, which I was a bit more used to as well, after like, seeing as that's what I'd done in the past. So it was really good to sort of try and bring something that's not necessarily sort of that animation friendly, you know, like that sort of art style to to life using that sort of style of software. So, um, but I try to keep the actual art process though sort of as, as sort of like like naturally as painting like oil painting as possible. 
So like I said, I wasn't using too many tools really or too many sort of brushes. I was just sticking with the oil paint brush and trying to blend it as I would have done when, when sort of using real paint and stuff. So yeah, it's uh, sort of like a, I tried to keep it more like classical painting in that sense. Yeah, well, it seems to, to have worked. As I said, it, it looks really distinctive. Like, I, you know, I can't really say, oh, this looks like such a game uh, <laughs> because it just looks so different to anything else. And I think it looks really nice. I really like the backgrounds um, in, in particular. That, as you mentioned, it's kind of like the... Oil, and then there's some paintings in the in the game, in the pub now, that I'm just going through the screenshots now. And I'm, oh, yeah. Um, do, would, you, would you recommend... To, to, I know you had the, you had the experience, but... Um, if you're going to make another adventure game, would you do it the same? Was it very time consuming um, or would you like to try a different way? How would you approach maybe if you do hopefully make more adventure games? I mean, I, I do, I, I really like sort of using the software that I was using. So I, I, I feel like I would go back to doing that style again. Um, mm. Sort of the, um, especially sort of with the animation software that I was using as well, because it's, it is pretty much like rigging up um, a, 3D, a 3D model in that way. So it saves, quite a lot of time sort of rather than doing frame, frame by frame animation and helps keep it quite fluid and stuff so I definitely would sort of continue to use like spine and stuff for the animation even if I did change like the art style and if I wanted to try something slightly different sort of art style wise I'd, I'd still feel like I'd use spine for the animation because that that helps to kind of really speed up the process <laughs> um but um yeah so with the art so I'd like to so I feel like if I did more sort of Winklebottom games in future because I would sort of like to expand on sort of the Winkleverse <laughs> as such uh, and sort of I would keep the art style for that because I feel like it's sort of distinctive Winklebottom style um yeah so I think I feel like it sort of depends on the style of game I suppose that you're going for but um I feel like with with that that kind of setting and that sort of classical kind of sort of you know, classic murder mystery stuff. And I was trying to get old style portraits in there and just kind of, you know, more, more of like a, like a classical look overall, I suppose, really. So yeah, I was trying to kind of, um, I, I think, I, I, well, I, yeah, I would keep that art style for, for more like Winkle, Winkleverse style game. I, 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 like the, I like the term Winkleverse. Yeah, it's something where I, <laughs> I've been talking about it to James and stuff, but I've never said it in public sort of before until like today pretty much. So. Oh, a scoop, the first time we hear it publicly. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's sort of the, uh, the kind of the Winkleverse. Um, it's like my, my kind of plan for... for oh, very nice. But, um. I'll have to see how this one does. <laughs> oh, well, ho hopefully it'll do well. Uh, but, but before we talk a little bit about the future, um, we spoke about the voice acting and I wanted to ask about the music because that's also, uh, it's it's really, really well done as well. Um, that it's not, you know, it's not great. It's not, it doesn't feel repetitive, but it feels kind of like natural. It fits uh, the scene. And uh, I believe you mentioned on the Steam page that you uh, used uh, live instruments so how did you go about uh, you know creating the music for this game did you work with any artists did you do it yourself or how did you go about uh, I've done it myself <laughs> with music uh, well, definitely not a musician um, I actually because um, um, I originally I planned sort of for um, sort of composer to work on the game and um, I actually met Gustavo through the Kickstarter so he was actually a Kickstarter backer that was just re really interested in doing music and he's worked on um, a lot of games previously as well and um, um, sent over sort of like his samples and and um, he was really sort of excited to try and do sort of a, a kind of like 1920s kind of vibe. And um, after listening to his work, I, I 
just found it really great and uh, like felt like it would really suit the theme of the game. And he's actually based in Brazil, Gustavo. So it's, it's all been like remote based in that way with regards to working with um, with him for the music. Um, and the live musicians, he, he's worked with those um, sort of um, locally and also like, some, some of his contacts that he's known. Um, so um, they're sort of all, all sort of credited in the game, sort of. Um, so there's a few, there's, um, I, I can't remember exactly sort of like um, what instruments there were, but there's a few different sort of uh, like live instruments in there and it sort of really helps bring it all to life. And so he, he's sort of responsible for all the audio mixing and, um, and everything like, everything sort of, you know, music based is <laughs> all down to Gustavo. So uh, yeah, sort of he's, yeah, really sort of nice like to work with as well. And um, I think he's done like, a really good job sort of on the soundtrack and trying to get De that. Definitely. And did, did you did you just tell him how you wanted the scene or did you describe what the scene was and then let him at the music or how did you guys work remotely? Um, well, I actually um, like gave him sort of builds of the game as well throughout. So um, he's obviously encountered quite a few spoilers <laughs> and stuff throughout. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, so I, I gave him sort of builds throughout. So it's one of the things where I'd got in touch, um, obviously to begin with, sort of once he sort of got in touch with me about sort of expressing the interest in, in sort of working on the game. And um, it was one of the things where it took a little while, obviously, before I got to the point where I'd need sort of the music because I, I sort of needed to, to kind of just concentrate on actually creating the game, making sure the puzzles were sort of as I wanted them, all the areas were right. And then he started building on themes initially um, for the actual areas. So there's different areas around the island and different rooms. And he was mm. sort of working on themes based on those, uh, as well as sort of, um, I gave him um, sort of ideas of, of what was going to happen sort of throughout the story. Uh, but he started off kind of working on themes, rooms and stuff like that, and different island areas and, and then sort of after having builds once once the game was more playable at that stage um he'd sort of gone in and played stuff and, and sort of blended stuff more and also kind of like try to explore the story so so some of the elements kind of like like the, some as you progress through it sort of the music sort of adapts and stuff throughout and uh and kind of gets slightly sort of darker in tone as well and, and kind of like brings up the story more so it's yeah, it's been it's been great sort of working working with him, and um, he's done all the sound effects as well. Um, so he did a really really good job <laughs> all of that. Yeah, and also for a little bit I've played, he he certainly has. Oh, yeah. that's that's great to hear. And uh, and do you know how how long more or less it might take people to to play, or what's what's the aim? Uh, and I know length isn't everything, you know. It's uh, you know, porting is a good story, but do you know how long, more or less, it might take people, depending on you know how I suppose how how quickly people resolve some of the puzzles. Um, but you know, uh, between what time, how you know? <laughs> yeah, sort of with um, the the kind of more like people that are more used to adventure games that I've sort of had play test. Um, it's generally averaged around six hours or six. To okay, six. that's a good length. So. It, it is really hard to tell exactly like because some people course. Do eight hours and then like some people like maybe five and a half or something like that. So it's, it's sort of I'm saying sort of generally I'm saying I'm, I'm saying it's probably going to average around six like maybe like eight max so I'd, I'd have thought but it really depends on kind of of course yeah, yeah sort of that, that's, a, that's a good length I mean there were developers of another game that they said that it usually takes people around 10 hours to play their game. It took me about 18 hours. Okay. So, and I wasn't really stuck in any puzzles, but 
it was just the way thing, things were. So it's, uh, <laughs> it, okay. it, it does depend. And, um, it may take a bit longer, but I yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to kind of promise a set amount of time. Of course, yeah. It's, but as you mentioned, it's hard to kind of tell because it probably depends on the player, you know, how long uh, we take on the puzzles. And if, you know, if we click on absolutely everything, if we go back, it, uh, it really depends. Um, but yeah, six hours, I think, is a good amount for, for an adventure game, at least. Um, but of course, the main thing is the story, the writing, which... Uh, so far, I'm really enjoying. Now, as I've mentioned as well, if anybody in the chat, before we finish, if you have any questions at all for Charlotte, uh, feel free to put it in the chat and I'll be happy to ask. And uh, I'm sure Charlotte will be happy to answer. <laughs> um, do you, now, we, we mentioned uh, the Winkle the Winkleverse. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm pretty confident the game will do well. I hope so, um, because people seem to be pretty excited. Uh, do you have any ideas for any other settings? Like, I don't know, uh, Winklebottom on the Nile or Winklebottom on the Orient Express. Yeah, I, uh, I, do, I do have sort of ideas, yeah, sort of because, um, I mean, originally sort of the the game, like, um, I, I, I don't know if you remembered, like, from, like, when I first announced it, I, I was originally going to have, like, as Lord Winklebottom investigates the case of the expired axolotl. Yes. And, and I shortened the, the, the title just because I thought it was a bit long. <laughs> um, but I kind of had the idea of like potentially more cases and stuff that could pop up later on. Um, but it's still like a standalone story. So it's not like it's like right, yeah. it's part two. So I, I wanted to make sure it's properly like a standalone, you know, standalone story um, rather than sort of, you know, you know, kind of having the second half of the game released later and stuff. I didn't want to do it sort of episodic or anything. Um, right, so. But yeah, I've kind of got plans sort of that I could expand on and also sort of elements that I would have liked to have been able to put into this one that I sort of would have run out of time to kind of put in or just felt like, because I wanted to keep it sort of more manageable in a way. Um, whereas a lot, there was, there was a lot of other stuff as well that I'd have liked to have kind of added in, but I was also sort of, trying to you know think like you know maybe I should keep that like, that section for like, the, ne the next game and stuff like that so I kind of it's something I definitely would like to go back to at some point oh well I'm, I'm delighted to hear you are thinking of, of a next game yeah, yeah. um I, it's uh it's that kind of thing where, oh sorry uh, I was just gonna say like with the no, go ahead I might have a bit of a break from Winklebottom for a little while <laughs> just because because I've been working on it like sort of um, sort of part time, really across like four years. <laughs> so yeah, have a little break from Winklebottom, and then and then kind of like maybe go back. Sort of, you know. yeah. You you deserve a small break. We'll give you a small <laughs> break. Or do you have any maybe any plans with other uh, characters or other stories? Or I don't know. Probably too early to ask because you haven't released this game yet. But yeah. <laughs> I I've kind of got like a bit of an idea for the next game, but it's like really really early. Like yeah, like, right, right. So no concept or anything. Yeah, I just. I'm I'm just kind of looking to sort of start going back into like 3D for a little bit, maybe just okay. to, um, just to play around with like learning sort of 3D again because I I used to use um, sort of Maya um, for modeling and animation and stuff, but because um, it's not very necessarily very indie friendly on the pricing front, I'm mm. going to learn Blender. <laughs> so um, I'm sort of I've started to dabble into like just playing around with a bit of blender and sculpting and stuff so that's something I sort of want to just explore a little bit more maybe just to to, to sort of have a look at first and uh, and then um think about sort of where it can go from there maybe 
Cool. Yeah. Uh, one thing I love about you know the Poirot stories are is you know when he was abroad, and I know he was a foreigner already in the UK. He's from Belgium, but I loved you know when Agatha Christie just put him in a foreign country like the time Mesopotamia or yeah. anywhere. So I could definitely picture Lord Winklebottom in another foreign country. Yeah. yeah. And and Doctor Frumple with a <laughs> cup of tea. So uh, yeah, we shall I, see. I, I, like, I like that sort of like exoticness to those <laughs> those ones like uh, sort of death on the Nile and stuff like that. So. So De really definitely well tom hardwich asked in the chat hello tom uh and yes we did speak about lucy lucy dreaming so looking forward to that as well um he asked are you hoping to be at adventure x in november um i would like to um sort of make it down yeah sort of i, I wasn't able to sort of the last event um because i was ill then um but yeah oh. i'm hoping hoping sort of you know everything sort of like you know covid permitting and everything yeah. like that like, hopefully i can make fingers it crossed <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah sort of um yeah because i've only actually been to one so far which was like the, the first one um sort of was the one that i exhibited at in like 29 uh, 2018 uh oh sorry is it 20 yeah 2018 yeah, 2018 i i remember yeah. that it was my first the first before i started this podcast and i went there uh we didn't get a chance to speak because because you know it was only i was only there one day but uh, yeah, can't believe 2018 already. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, well, hopefully, uh, we'll you know I'll see you there in Adventure X. Uh, it would be great. First time, I think two years, COVID permitting. Let's hope yeah. that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that it can go ahead. Yeah. Um, I was hoping but, to go to a lot of events and stuff really over the past couple of years, and then obviously nothing happened. So yeah, everybody was stuck indoors. <laughs> yeah, I, I I know. Well. Uh, uh, Kieran says, I loved Lord Winklebottom at the last one that uh, he went to. So, um, so yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, so I think that's all the questions that, that I have. Hopefully we'll get to meet at Adventure X. Hopefully we'll continue. Hopefully we can both uh, go on. So uh, if you have any other questions in the chat, uh, ask now before we finish. Um, but uh, is, oh, you were at, uh, was it Develop uh, Conference? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last week? Yeah, I was at Develop um, Brighton. So yeah, that was um, I was selected for um, uh, like one of the finalists in the Indie Showcase. Oh, um, congratulations! Thanks. <laughs> thanks. Uh, so yeah, I was really happy with that. Sort of, um, it was one of the ten games that were selected. So um, wow, sort of exhibit at Develop, and yeah, it was the first time it developed for me as well. So it's sort of really exciting down there. Um, it was just a bit too hot in there. <laughs> so, yeah, with the, with this weather. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, it was really nice going and sort of like, especially like a week before, the, well, no, two weeks before the launch when it happened. Uh, so it was, there's been a lot of stuff happening. <laughs> I, I can imagine. Well, uh, well, look, I wish the very, very best of luck with, uh, with the launch. Uh, I'm sure, it, you know, I'm pretty confident that it will do well and people will like it. Um, I know people have been interested in for quite a while, as many have been working for four years, but I think, you know, this is one of the games that people have been most looking forward to. No pressure or anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I'm pretty confident that people will like it. So, um, and I'm looking forward to playing, playing more of it and uh, hearing and seeing what other people think as well and finding out uh, what, what else happens in the Winkleverse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to sharing it next week. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can't wait. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to mention, uh, Charlotte, before we finish up? Or again, anyone in the, in the chat? Well, Tom Harder says, good luck. Can't wait to play the full game. And I'm sure it'll be similar with other people. Is there anything else you'd like to mention, uh, Charlotte, before we finish? Um, 
well, feel free to sort of share. <laughs> share yeah, share. As possible. And wish list. <laughs> or, yeah, it's, it's up on the, um, the Nintendo store as well to wish list now. Oh, uh, yes. I meant to ask, where can people... Uh... Yeah, got it. First of all, where can people buy the game, or where can people uh, wish list? If or yeah, so where can everybody buy the game when it comes yeah, out? Yeah. Um, it's um, it's on Steam. It's going to be uh, it's Steam on PC, um, Mac, and Linux, um, and also Nintendo Switch. Um, so that's up to wish list at the moment. Um, also um, Xbox as well. So it's cool. Um, so um, it's not set up for pre-orders or anything though on there. Right. Um, it was a bit more um of, of, of sort of like involved to do that so it's just the page is up though and um uh, it will come to playstation but later on so i couldn't i couldn't port all of them at once because i found it a bit <laughs> it's a bit hard juggling it all so playstation later on but um yeah xbox switch and pc sort of all on launch day oh so, did, did you when you were making the game uh, and when you realized it was going to be on Xbox and Switch, did that affect the development, you know, the gameplay or I don't know, anything in development of the game? Or did you just develop it? Did you just continue? I mean, I, I continue. I just kind of just carried on like developing it like as if it was a PC initially and then sort of kind of worried about the ports at the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, but luckily nothing really went wrong with them. So it was, it was sort of, it all kind of went okay. You know, it's like just a few like little issues and stuff like a few bits but it, it was sort of it all kind of worked out okay in the end so I was really sort of happy with that how it all it plays really nicely on the switch actually and um it also plays really well on um uh, the steam deck oh um, lovely there's um yeah James has got a, a steam deck it's not a like a dev kit one but it's um we've, we've tested it on there and it all plays really well you you can't get them verified on there yet though because they're only doing it um sort of certain developers at the moment i think it's mm. more of a a kind of um like sort of valve kind of going through and you know working their way through different games and stuff and different developers different sizes and stuff so yeah it's not been able to be kind of verified for it but it does actually work on it really well so <laughs> if oh, that's great to hear Steam deck and stuff feel free to play it on there too <laughs> cool well kira said thank you for porting to linux <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic well let's say looking forward to it as people can check it out at those places uh steam nintendo switch uh xbox and later on in playstation so uh plenty of places you can buy the game and as i said i've really enjoyed what i've played of it so far you're very kind to send me an early access for hot weather stopped me from playing any anything <laughs> yeah you don't really uh, want to be at the pc do you <laughs> yeah that no, was more at more at the beach one time of the year in ireland <laughs> uh but i will get back to it uh the very very best of luck with the launch as i said i am pretty confident everything will go well and it will do well and people will like it um but uh yeah and i i i hope to see you and other people at uh, adventure x so the yeah, very very best of luck It'd be nice to see everybody there. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to see people again after yeah, two. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so thank you so much, Charlotte, for joining me. And thank you, everyone in the chat as well. And uh, and yeah, the very, very best of luck. Thanks so much. Thanks, thanks for having me. <laughs> thanks. So that was my interview with Charlotte Sutherland. I hope you enjoyed it. And, uh, and I hope uh you can uh wish list and buy the game when it's available if it's available now when you're listening or watching and uh hope you enjoy the game as well from what little i have played of the game 
uh, from the beginning at least. I am really, really enjoying it. So a full review will be up uh, in probably next month review episode. Uh, hopefully I can get the game finished by then. But uh, yeah, hopefully the game will do well and Charlotte can make more games in the Winklebottom or the Winkleverse, as she mentioned. Um, I would be delighted, at least I'm sure many other people would as well. So um, yeah, so uh, next week or two weeks, uh, probably next week, hopefully, uh, I'll be back with Laura and Thomas as we will be reviewing uh, the latest adventure games that we have been playing. Uh, I'll be reviewing Intruder in Antiquonia and Suzerain. And uh, Thomas and Laura will be talking about uh, the games, the adventure game they've been playing as well. So uh, don't forget to, if you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe and uh, you get notified of any more videos. Again, if you're listening on the podcast, again, you can subscribe. Uh, leaving a review always, always helps. It can be one line. Uh, the link is in the show notes as well. It really, really helps for visibility and sharing this episode as well, sharing this link. It again, really helps both us and uh, and the developers who come on the podcast as well and the games that we talk about as well. So it'd be really, really helpful if you can help us. We also are on Patreon. If you would like to help us even further, you can. Uh, it's patreon.com followed by uh, forward slash Adventure Games Podcast. And uh, you get these episodes uh, at least 24 hours early, plus a few extras, a few spoiler interviews with a few developers. So, um, so yeah. So thanks again for listening and or watching and thank you for uh, your help. Uh, well, everyone. And uh, yeah, so I will see everyone next week. So take care. Goodbye. So if you like the Adventure Games podcast, then please subscribe, rate and review. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please leave a review on iTunes if you can, as every review helps, and reviews will help get the word out, especially for adventure game developers who appear on the podcast. Now, you can also follow me on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at AdventGamePod. You can follow me on Facebook at Adventure Games Podcast. You can also follow me on Instagram at Adventure Games Podcast as well. And we're also on Discord at Adventure Games Podcast. So if you are a Adventure Game developer or a Adventure Game player, you can follow us there. So again, please feel free to retweet and share podcast episodes and the podcast to people who you believe may enjoy it and you can also find more information about the podcast on www.adventuregamespodcast.com so until next time thank you